And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Hi, this is Tom Laurie. Welcome. Are you stalled in your career? Are you having trouble finding that perfect fit for your talent and experience? Are you getting a lot of conflicting advice on your job search or how to conduct a successful job search? Today we have Dan Rink, a career transition coach with over 20 years of experience in helping thousands of people find just the right thing in their career. Welcome, Dan. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me here. Dan is highly sought after as a career coach, and he's done many workshops, and he's been a speaker over the period on job transition and career development. He is a former president and director of training for 40-plus. Dan, what brought you to the realm of being a job, a career coach? Well, it was really interesting. After I had been in a... Uh, startup medical device company. I was director of advanced technology. And after six years there, I left. And I started giving speeches again on the theme of the knowledge society. And one of the speeches I gave was 240 plus. And I found that was such an interesting organization. It was all managers and professionals in career transition. And I thought, here I am uh, in the Bay Area. I've been here six years again. And I thought, this is a really interesting group of people to connect with as colleagues and peers. And that was the one thing I had missed. And we both know that many people are unhappy in their jobs. Uh, what, what can you say about that? With all your years of experience, what have you found about people who are happy and those that are unhappy and how many are unhappy and... Well, the statistics are that roughly 70% of the people uh, are unhappy in their job. And the key is that you are exercising your skills. And there are some books out recently that talk about that. And, Tom, you mentioned uh, that one, the the Strength Finders. Uh, When people are exercising their skills and they're in a team of people they have rapport with, they tend to be happy. And they'll make the job work. Now, I'm in a job and I'm unhappy and I am thinking about making a change. What would be your first, your initial advice uh, in a first meeting with somebody that, that would be like me that's thinking, has a job, making good money, paying the bills, but just unhappy? What would be your first piece of advice? Okay, the first piece of advice is to ignore the advice for the short term that says, do what you love, the money will follow. Uh, That is sometimes true, but you never know how soon or how much. And typically, if you're in a job you're unhappy with, if it's highly stressful and your work suffers, get out. If it's short of that, you're just moderately unhappy, then you need to plan that transition well. Don't just leap off the cliff. And what does that planning entail? The planning is, ask yourself, are you unhappy because the current situation is not a good fit for you, or there's something happening in your personal or professional life that makes you un- unfulfilled? And, and that often takes a while to figure out. Many people just get stressed. They're highly anxious. They're looking at the world changing. They're looking at the job market changing. And their stress level is high, and they're just not sure. If that's the case, you want to get to the bottom of that first before you leap off. And uh, we know that there are many organizations and people out there trying to give advice. And what I've learned over the years and the work that I've done in in the uh, ministry that I help run uh, is that there's a lot of conflicting advice. Yes. Uh, 
30 years ago, I was teaching a graduate seminar at Oregon State called the Knowledge Society. And the theme of that was that within five years of graduating, you're going to be on your way to professional independence or organizational entrapment. And whether you learn continuously would, was what was going to make the difference. The problem is knowledge used to be more vetted than it is today. I have never seen a field that has so much conflicting advice as career search and, and job transition generally. So you have to be very, very careful. There are thousands of websites that will sell you templates for resumes. There are thousands of salesmen who've gone into career coaching to say, just go out and network, just cold call. There are thousands of people out there giving advice, much of which is dead wrong. And the, um, that leads to another question. Uh, how has the whole process of changing a career and finding another area to land in, how has that changed over the last, let's say, 20 or 30 years? It, it's changed dramatically. And a big part of it is as, as HR has become professionalized, they're starting to focus much, much more on very specific uh, talents and skills they want to bring in. And they're putting people in boxes and they're keeping them in boxes. It used to be you hired good people that had relevant experience and you helped them grow in the organization. It's no longer true. So the burden is now on the individual to become very good at what they do, to continually market themselves in a low-key way, uh, which requires that they know what they want and what they do well and what they want to do again. And that's a tough question in terms of what do I want and what do you recommend? That is a tough question. Um, the best advice that I heard years ago was, think about what you loved to do when you were 13 and ask yourself if that's still relevant in terms of your interests. But you can take all kinds of tests from the Myers-Briggs to uh, Enneagram to Strength Finders to, it, to help you determine what you're really interested in today. And with the um, changes that have taken place, it's also a change in what, how people look for people uh, with the advance of social media and everything as well, right? I mean, how you, how you market yourself has changed dramatically. Uh, yes, it's changed dramatically. And again, here is much of the bad advice. Almost 80% plus or minus of jobs today still are found through personal connections. It's typically the second level connection. You know somebody who knows somebody who's looking for somebody and they know you well enough to recommend you. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to dig in on some tools that Dan has created and used successfully over many years to help you find that next chapter in your life that will be fulfilling and one that will give you great uh, uh, happiness as well. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. MyPillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-890-6632, 1-800-890-6632, and use promo code MENTORS. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. Imagine waking up and walking just eight steps to your work. No commute, no traffic. You set your own hours, full-time or part-time. Your choice. Supplement your income, replace your income. It's up to you. Hopeinacan.com can help you get there. These aren't empty promises. When Katherine, a popular hairstylist back east, became ill and needed different work, she became part of the Hope in a Can team. Within two years, she not only regained her health, but also more than replaced her income. Mary, a nurse and mother of nine in the Midwest, 
quit nursing to be with her family and work from home. Her income put nine children through college. A near-retirement dentist is happily building a post-retirement business. What are your goals? Call now, toll-free to learn more. 855-921-HOPE. That's 855-921-HOPE. Or go to hopeinacan.com. That's hopeinacan.com. Hopeinacan.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Tom Laurie here with Dan Rink, futurist and career coach, as he peels the onion and shows us a simple and focused approach to career management and job search. Dan, you've developed some materials over the years, and all of these materials will be available on our website, thementorsradio.com, after the show airs. So please go there if you're interested in getting these materials, and also if you're interested in contacting Dan, his contact information will be there. Or you can also call our phone number, 844-610-TALK, 844-610-8255, 844-610-TALK, if you have any questions you'd like to pass along to Dan. Now, as we move into this, the process of finding our next thing, uh, we're already unhappy in our job or we're uh, in between jobs. Uh, you've developed some very interesting tools, and I'd like you to talk a little bit first about the talent table. Uh, yes, Tom. The talent table uh, actually evolved. I used to call it the resume addendum, and it was a, it's a one-page table of your core competencies Core competencies down the left-hand side, a paragraph on each on the right-hand side, one page. And I called it the resume addendum because if people do the resume and the approach letter right, they get interviews. And the key is how you then nail the interview. So that was the resume addendum. And I used to develop that especially after you got the interview or after the notice of the interview. Uh, I found it so useful in so many ways that I've now called it the, the talent table and I actually use that as the opening in any coaching engagement or workshop. And the reason it's so useful is many of us have resume fatigue. And this is a brand new document. Uh, you don't have any uh, embedded anxiety about it. And it focuses on exactly what it is you do well, want to do again, and can document. So it, it, covers, it covers a few things. Industry Uh, function and skill level. Those are the basics. Those are the first three paragraphs. The next five are the five tasks, responsibilities, activities that you do well, want to do again, they need. And then there are a few others that are additional things, soft skills, education. That's a talent table. And I use... Let's go back again. So the three categories. Yes. Number one. The first one is basically industry function and skill level. So that's your background that shows that you're at least somewhat relevant to the job. Okay. The five in the middle, these are the things they're hiring you to do. They don't hire you because you're a wonderful person and you multitask and all that. They hire you to do something. And these are the five things that you do well, want to do again, and I'm assuming that there will be at least an 80% overlap with what they're looking for. And then the others are soft skills like collaboration, your education, uh, maybe startup experience, maybe international experience, whatever's relevant and interesting. So that's the talent table. And all of this is spelled out in great detail in the tutorial that everybody will get. It'll be on your website. Right. And then for each of these uh, topics or subtopics, you write a paragraph. You write a paragraph on each of them. And this is the key. You can do what I call the knowledge edge search. You take each of those core competencies and you search, uh, do Google searches, and there are several different searches. And again, uh, you will get a tutorial on the Knowledge Edge strategy. But basically, you do the, the, the core competency plus book plus Amazon. You do another search, core competency plus best practice plus PDF. You do another one, core competency plus job plus responsibility plus your area, uh, wherever you happen to be. Those will give you, within an hour, a tremendous background that helps you put your core competency in the current language of the field and in terms of what people are looking for today. Uh, This is Tom Laurie. We're with Dan Rink today, 
talking about how you can get unstuck in your career and career progress. So the talent table, you've described how to create it. Now, how is it used and when is it used? Uh, you use it at the beginning to help you focus your job search. By far the most interesting use of it is when you are actually in a job interview. And you say to the interviewer, and typically I only do this with the hiring manager. You say, uh, thank you for the interview. Incidentally, since we set up the interview, I thought more about what you said, or I've researched more on your website. I've put these notes together. They might help us in the interview. Typically, the, the hiring manager will love that document. It puts in one place everything you do. They don't have to search through your resume. And it's clear when they scan down the list of core competencies that you understand the job and you're ready to talk. You know, as you're talking about the talent table with regards to its use in job search, it occurred to me that this could also be useful when you're doing a performance appraisal uh, something you could take in to your manager or supervisor to reaffirm what it is uh, that you bring to the table in all of these three areas. Has, has anyone ever used it for that? It, it, absolutely. People use it for that all the time. In fact, I suggest that whenever somebody gets a job, uh, usually I've coached them up until the point they get the job, and then I suggest to them, in your first 90 days, think about the three accomplishments you want on your resume the next time around. And because you have your focus clear on these are your core competencies, it's easy to incorporate those. And with all of the work that you've done over the years with a number of people and you've introduced this into their uh, portfolio of things that they work on and present, do you have any interesting stories of how people have used the device, I, I, the I tool? Have, I have two stories. Uh, one is, and I'll, I'll change a little bit to, to protect confidentiality, but somebody had worked in, in uh, three startup companies as CFO and COO and took them both up from about $10 million to about $100 million. And he wanted to apply to an, an international company in, uh, as director of marketing. And uh, so he, he brought a job description. We did his resume, sent it off. He got a phone call that says, we're giving you a plane ticket to the East Coast, and we're going to talk to you. The minute he got off the plane at the airport, the, the president of the Americas met him and said, we just filled the job. So what do you want to do? How's that for a lead-in, open-ended question? Yeah. And he said, well, I, I'm glad that you asked because uh, since we set up the interview, I thought more about what you said. I put some notes together. might help us in the interview. So he showed the draft talent table. And I always suggest that somebody take a draft and a finished one. The draft has some white space and some handwritten notes, so they're not going to ask for it. So they had the interview at the airport. They put him on a plane, sent him back home. And he called me. And uh, he said uh, they'd fill the position. I said, well, do you like the person? He said, yes. Do you like the position? No, it's probably too much on the East Coast. Uh, I said, do you want to continue on? He said, Sure. So we finished up the talent table three hours after he landed here, sent it back in, got a call, we're offering you a job. He said, I thought you filled the job. Yeah, you just described another ideal job. We're going we're gonna to offer that to you at about 400K. Wow. And the second story? The second story is the same guy. Three days later, I called and asked him, so what did you decide? He said, I turned it down. I said, why? He said, I showed the talent table to my mentors and coaches in the Bay Area that I made a lot of money for several times. And they said, look, you're still young. You've been a COO, CFO. You pro if you're going to be a CEO, now's the time. And this was 12, 15 years ago when it was hard to do. He said, how do I do that? Uh, he said, well, you probably have to buy a company. How do I do that? We'll buy it for you. What do you mean you buy it for you? Well, we're going to give you a couple hundred thousand dollars, run around, look at companies, find one you like. We'll drop in. 20 million or so and buy it for you and you're the CEO. He did it. Talent table. Talent table, a, a job already finished. He'd find a new job, got an offer, turned it down, got a company. And it, it also would seem that this work that you would do in the time you invested on a talent table would be a great foundational document for creating your resume and for uh, 
creating a LinkedIn profile and all the other things that people have to do to communicate who they are. Absolutely. Because the basics of it are, what do you do well? What do you want to do again? And you then take content from that because it's very focused and you incorporate it in your resume, you incorporate it in your approach letters, you incorporate it in your interview stories. So uh, it, it's a great document for that. And it's one document that's you. It's you. It's you. And, and that's so different from a resume. M- many people on a resume, they're outwardly focused. Okay, what do I have to do to shift myself to f- somehow fit into what somebody else wants? This, you start, this is who I am. This is what I do. Want to do it again. Happy with it. That's and, that's, it. and that's really the key to presenting yourself as somebody different than the norm. Absolutely. Too many people are trying to be in the middle of that normal distribution and all the resumes after a while look the same. And one of the keys to, I've always felt, is to being that person. As you, you get 50, 500 resumes and then how do you get it down to the one person? So you want to differentiate yourself pretty quickly. Absolutely. And people often get stuck because they will lack one or two little elements on the job description. And I always tell people excitement and focus and homework will overcome many gaps in what you think are job requirements. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about homework. We've just talked about the talent table. If you're stuck in your career, if you're stuck in a company, if you're in transition, uh, come back after the break, and we're going to talk about the uh, Knowledge Edge Strategy Tool. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. Are you struggling with how to practice your faith at work? Get answers to your questions and much more on the Catholic Business Journal, focusing on careers and business with a Catholic perspective. That's catholicbusinessjournal.biz. The Catholic Business Journal, generating a return on principle. catholicbusinessjournal.biz. catholicbusinessjournal.biz. This is a church a church that might be like yours with beautiful stained glass windows. Through the years, time and weather took their toll, so the people in this church went online and found Willethauser Architectural Glass. Willethauser did a free inspection and evaluation of the church's windows. Then their craftsmen with over 120 years of stained glass design and restoration experience brought the church's stained glass windows back to life. Willethauser.com. Attention salespeople. Are you struggling trying to make sales on a daily basis so you can earn more money and enjoy a better lifestyle? Are you sick and tired of prospects telling you they want to think about it and not being able to pay your bills? End all that now by going to www.minutestosales.com and sign up for my free webinar. Hello, I'm Jeff Modern, and I regularly hear from salespeople and business owners who are struggling to get more sales because they don't know how to sell in a clear and convincing way. And that was me when I started out in sales more than 35 years ago. I knew I had a great product that made people's lives better, but for some reason, I just didn't know how to tell people about it in a clear and convincing way. I couldn't even close the door, so to speak. But all that changed when I cracked the code. Since then, I've helped hundreds of people to understand the process and be able to sell at will. If you'd like to start making more sales immediately, sign up for my free webinar at www.minutestosales.com where you can experience for yourself my simple, amazing process and see how it instantly improves your sales ability. Go to www.minutestosales.com today and sign up for my free webinar. Talk to you soon. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Hi, this is Tom Laurie again with Dan Rink, and we're talking about how to get unstuck in your career, 
how to cut through all the conflicting advice you may get with regards to career management. We've talked uh, about the talent table. We're going to talk now about the Knowledge Edge strategy document. If you've missed any of this uh, so far, you can go to our website and listen to the show on podcast or on iTunes, uh, and you can go back and listen to all the archive shows that we have. That's www.mentorsradio.com, www.mentorsradio.com. Also, we'd love your feedback and questions. You can leave those questions at our phone number at 247-844-610-TALK. Like us on Facebook at the Mentors Radio website, and you'll, and you'll also find all our show notes complete with all of the documents that Dan's talking about today, which we will upload and provide to you without any charge. Dan, we talked about the talent table, and there's something uh, that I know you've talked a lot about in the past, and it's something I find fascinating, and that's the Knowledge Edge uh, strategy uh, table that you have, or strategy. Could you t- tell us a little bit about that and how it's used and how you build it? And Sure. It, basically, it comes off the talent table. It comes off your five core competencies, and it's research that you do very quickly to ground those competencies and the way you talk about them in the current language of the field. And you can also use it to extend your experience. Uh, you have book knowledge and personal experience, and you combine those two. And here's the way you do it. You take one core competency, for example, collaboration, and you look up collaboration plus book plus Amazon, and you'll find the best-selling books on collaboration, and you look at those reviews. In this particular case on collaboration, one of the reviews talks about the 21 characteristics of great groups. And great groups are defined largely by their ability of the people to collaborate well. And another one of the reviews talks about the barriers of collaboration. It talks about six barriers and how they come about. So by reading that, you then reflect back on your own experience with collaboration. And your interview story is instead of, tell me about collaboration, and your answer is, I love it, I do it well, I'm excited about it. Your answer is, these are the things that make collaboration work, and this is how that worked when I worked at XYZ company. And... But it's not uh, the best thing since sliced bread because often collaboration doesn't work. Here are some of the barriers, and here's how I've overcome them in the past. So by doing that search, and that's just one book and two reviews, you now put your experience in context that shows that you know what you're doing. And how has that worked for people? Do you have a story or two? On- it, it, it works like a charm. Because um, people are, people tend to focus on claims. They talk about, uh, I'm an excellent communicator, for example. Whereas if you can say, uh, I've been a keynote speaker in national conferences, that's evidence. And that distinction between claims and evidence is critical. Now, so that would be versus I've been a public speaker. Correct. You say, be more specific. It's more specific. Now, the difficulty is in using the knowledge strategy, you can talk your way in way over your head very easily because almost nobody does their homework. So if you do, do your homework, you can talk a good story. So it's extremely important to ground that book knowledge in your personal experience. And you can then jump almost anywhere. And I could, I could tell you a story about somebody who moved from uh, telecom wire switching over to uh, optical switching. Now, all of this requires an investment of time and an investment of effort. And what has been your experience about people investing the time and effort? I know, I know in the ministry that I work in, we, we have some who put a lot of time in and we find that they end up landing on their feet quicker or those people that are in transit who are in a career that they don't like. Uh, they find their way to a new thing quicker. But we also find a number of people who listen but don't act. In fact, you're right, Tom. By far, most people, even though they agree with a workshop or a seminar or re- read a book and find a, 
information very valuable. Most people do nothing. And it's extremely important to develop a strategy for moving ahead. And um, the key to that is take a little time at the beginning to get the anxiety of a job search out of the way and prepare yourself. Uh, this is Tom Laurie again with Dan Rink, a career coach, and we're talking about how to advance your career with some tools that we'll make available on uh, our website. And if you tuned in late, you can always go to the website and listen to the sh show on iTunes or on a podcast. That's www.mentorsradio.com. So this uh, issue of hard work, it's a little bit like you get what you invest in, right? It's uh, sow the seeds. and But you have any tricks for people that get stuck? And they may, you got the tools. Now the question is, how do they get unstuck? Yes, this is a very good question. Uh, typically, I urge that people do what I call the moments, minutes, and hours strategy. And that is every morning, you look at your large goals, uh, just brainstorm a little bit, and then whenever you have the impulse to act, if you can act and, and finish it in a few minutes, you do it instantly. For example, you call somebody to get feedback, to set up a meeting, whatever. And then you pick a couple of one-hour projects and you do one. You nail it. So once you've acted immediately on some impulses and completed a project, and you've done that by 9 o'clock in the morning, your day is set. And then you just have to keep on. Most people start much too slowly in the morning. If you talk to executives, their day starts very early and they're on their agenda first before they go into the office. And it's the same thing in job search. You need to be on your agenda before you let the anxiety of a search drive you out into premature networking or anxiety. And that would be true of somebody that's in a job uh, in terms of trying to figure out how to manage or find the time so they can invest. It just doesn't happen that you go out and find a job. So, uh, No, it, it doesn't just happen. Uh, one of the life skills you learn, or many of us learn or should learn, is how you define your own personal agenda and how you schedule time every day to get on that agenda. And it almost doesn't matter specifically what you do every day on that agenda or even how much time you take but that every morning you, you commit again to your agenda and you do something. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the difficulty people have in introducing themselves to other people and networking, which is a great stumbling block. We're with Dan Rink, who has spent 20 years working with thousands of people, helping them with their careers and career transition. In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. Last year, McGraw-Hill apologized for calling slave trade immigration. And a popular world history textbook devotes a full chapter to Islam and Muhammad, but only a few sentences to Christianity and Christ. Recent federal testing shows students are far worse in knowledge of U.S. history than in math. Only 12% of high school students are proficient in U.S. history. Today's history textbooks not only fail to engage, they favor political correctness over true history. This is a serious problem that has a far-reaching impact on our culture and our future. What are your kids and grandkids learning? At CatholicTextbookProject.com, you'll find fresh, accurate, engaging history textbooks. Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to catholictextbookproject.com to find out why. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the Book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. 
Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Lurie again with Dan Rink, who has over 20 years of experience working with thousands of people in career development. Are you one of those people that is stuck in where you're at and think there's something better for you? Then what we're talking about today is right in your sweet spot. Uh, Dan, tell me a little bit about your first job and how you got that. My first job actually uh, out of high school was at Lawrence Livermore Lab as a draftsman. And I got that because my teacher in high school said, hey, uh, we've got some summer positions open. You might want to apply. So that was probably the skids were greased. The big job after a graduate degree uh, in speech communication was at Stanford Research Institute as a futurist and policy analyst. I got that a small group called the Educational Policy Research Center within SRI, and one of my teachers in the master's program suggested I apply. So I went down totally naive, talked about education, and the director of that small group said, we don't have a position for you. Uh, he gave me a paper he had written and I read that paper. It was all about futures planning. It had nothing to do with education the way I had conceived it. So I went home and loved what he said. I pulled out a lot of IBM punch cards that I had written thousands of quotes on during my graduate school. I picked 30 of the most relevant, photocopied them three up on sheets, sent in a 10-page a, a document saying, I'm delighted to talk with you. This is what I've been doing in my graduate school. I'd like to talk with you again. I had no idea what you were doing at the time. They called me in for an interview. I got the job. Now, as I remember, and I'm just going through, you uh, were at Oregon State University. Oregon, Oregon or Oregon State? Oregon State. Oregon State. And your um, degree out of... There, what was your focus there? Well, actually, my undergraduate is two years of junior college in engineering, a BA in psychology from San Francisco State, a master's degree in speech communication from San Francisco State, and then I taught as a graduate adjunct faculty at Oregon State, coaching the debate team, teaching a class on the Knowledge Society, teaching introductory speech. So that brings me to where I want to go, and that's the area of speech and communication. Yes. You are not a person lost for words. You're very personable. Uh, I'm sure you meet people easily, it would appear. And with that in mind and people uh, having to think about networking and building their career and the importance of networking, we know uh, that it's a difficult task for many people. And you've created a tool to help people on networking called the Networking Dialogue. And if you could... Talk about that tool and how it can be used. That would be perfect. But first, let me just remind our audience that this is Tom Laurie. We're with Dan Rink, a career coach with 20 years of experience, working with thousands of people, helping them plot their path to success and meaning. Dan, the network dialogue, networking dialogue. Yes. The, for decades, people have talked about the elevator pitch, that you are supposed to have a 30-second pitch that whenever it's appropriate, you drop it on somebody. Absolutely dead wrong. The whole metaphor is wrong. You don't catch somebody in an elevator going up to the boardroom for their talk, and you're a stranger and drop a pitch on them. Uh, basically, in in a job search group where where you have permission to drop your speech, that works. But in the real world out there, most of the events you attend, you don't have permission just to drop your elevator pitch. So I do what I call a networking dialogue. And it's very, very structured. First, you say your name and just one interesting tidbit. And it can be almost anything. Hi, my name is Dan. I just came back from Monterey. Hi, my name is Dan. My, my patent attorney suggested I come here. 
or I'm Tom and I just came back from the moon. It, it, I mean, it, it can be outrageous, it, too. Whatever it is. What you're <laughs> doing, and, and then you ask a question, and this is key. The first time you talk, you got five seconds and you ask a question. They will typically respond in kind, and then you have 20 seconds to establish focus and credibility, but you're not asking for anything. Uh, my background is in medical lasers. It's absolutely fascinating what's happening now. We can do remote surgery with lasers, da 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 da. Uh, it's, I'm absolutely uh, fascinated by what's happening in the field now. And then you again turn it back with a question. So what brings you to this meeting, or what do you do? And then you stop. You always end with a question. And I I know that uh, for people that are interested in networking, they have. Uh, wrong idea. They go, I mean, we've all been at cocktail parties and somebody looks at your name badge and who are you and what do you do? And then right away they aren't interested and they move away from you. So they're really not there to engage. Uh, I I would also I look for your uh, input on this, but it seems to me a part of this is just engaging people so you can build a relationship. Yes. That's, that's all that it's about. And in fact, usually I urge people to approach a group of three in a large meeting because two of them are typically talking to each other and one is listening. You stand by the one that's listening, and within a few seconds of being in the group, you introduce yourself, and you typically bounce off of something one of the other two said. That's interesting what you said. Incidentally, my name is Dan, my first time here, da-da-da. So now you're part of the group. Uh, You very quickly, if you ask questions, if you're interested in them, they will typically respond to you and you develop rapport very quickly. Now, after rapport, there may or may not be a mutual interest. If there isn't, you move on. And one of the most difficult things for people to do is to move on. And, and if, it, if there seems to be um, some chemistry there and you're not having to move on, I would think this would be a time, too, where you could ask them for follow-up, uh, their business card or... Something like that. What do you recommend? Absolutely. This goes back to the Knowledge Edge strategy. You should have a Harvard Business Review article or a book review on every one of your core competencies in your files. And if you've talked to somebody and you've you've both concluded you have something in common, you can then say, incidentally, what you just said, Tom, was very interesting. I have a Harvard Business Review article, and I can't remember exactly when it was. I'll send it to you if you have a card. So you're offering something, not asking for something. It's not a transaction. It's, uh, I think that's where people get confused. It's, this is not transactional. This is really to reach out and build a relationship. It may not be a long-term relationship. It may be a 10-minute relationship. But probably the most important thing is for people to remember you. They will remember. That's, that would seem to be one of the most important things. That's it, why I'm from the moon, you know. That. <laughs> right. And they get your email address. Or you and get theirs. Right. But being, uh, being a little bit outrageous in, the, in a very professional way could also help just as a uh, icebreaker, if you it's, will. It's personal and charming. Okay, when we come back after the break for our last segment, we're with Dan Rink talking about your career and how to make progress, how to get through the clutter, how to use the tools that we've been talking about. And if you've uh, missed the first part of the show, you can always go to www.thementorsradio.com and hear the show and download the information that we'll be providing. I had like memory foams, I had feather pillows, and I'd always wake up with neck pain. After sleeping on my pillow, I didn't wake up with the headaches, I was more aligned. I didn't realize the connection between the pillow and sleep. When I switched to my pillow, I got a better night's sleep, and I love it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs, and it holds that support all night long to take the pressure off your shoulders and keep your neck aligned so you get the best night's sleep of your life. MyPillow is machine washable and dryable and comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and an amazing 10-year warranty. Plus, every MyPillow is made in the USA. I personally guarantee that my pillow will be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. My pillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to mypillow.com or call 1-800-890-6632 and use promo code mentors. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay, order now. In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. 
Last year, McGraw-Hill apologized for calling slave trade immigration, and a popular world history textbook devotes a full chapter to Islam and Muhammad, but only a few sentences to Christianity and Christ. Recent federal testing shows students are far worse in knowledge of U.S. history than in math. Only 12% of high school students are proficient in U.S. history. Today's history textbooks not only fail to engage, they favor political correctness over true history. This is a serious problem that has a far-reaching impact on our culture and our future. What are your kids and grandkids learning? At CatholicTextbookProject.com, you'll find fresh, accurate, engaging history textbooks. Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to CatholicTextbookProject.com to find out why. Imagine waking up and walking just eight steps to your work. No commute, no traffic. You set your own hours, full-time or part-time. Your choice. Supplement your income, replace your income. It's up to you. HopeInACan.com can help you get there. These aren't empty promises. When Catherine, a popular hairstylist back east, became ill and needed different work, she became part of the Hope in a Can team. Within two years, she not only regained her health, but also more than replaced her income. Mary, a nurse and mother of nine in the Midwest, quit nursing to be with her family and work from home. Her income put nine children through college. A near-retirement dentist is happily building a post-retirement business. What are your goals? Call now, toll-free to learn more. 855-921-HOPE. That's 855-921-HOPE. Or go to hopeinacan.com. That's hopeinacan.com. Hopeinacan.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Tom Laurie with Dan Rink career coach who's helped over thousands get unstuck in their career. Dan, in all the years that you've been working with people, what are some of the dumb things that people do that get in their way of getting the right position for themselves so they can uh, have a more fulfilling career and make progress? Okay. There, there are two elements of that. One is what you do to focus yourself and figure out what you want to do. Most people are unfocused and they bounce from one thing to another. So there's a whole lot we could talk about about being focused. In terms of just getting a job, many people take the easy way out. They will respond to a lot of posted positions and you're competing with 400 other people. They will network prematurely and ask for things prematurely uh, and they haven't grounded themselves. Uh, They will often... uh, Try and do it alone. I'm I'm a strong advocate of success teams. That's that's talk, talk about that. A success team is five to seven people, and the agenda is for each of you to define what you want to do and to get feedback and help from the group to do it. Uh, a success team is different from an accountability group, and it's different from a therapy group. A success team for higher-level managers and professionals, it assumes that you know what you want to do, or if you don't, the first month in the team, typically a team meets once a week, your first month in a team is for the team to help you get clear about what you want to do, and then subsequent meetings are to help you do it, whether it's motivation, whether it's connections, whether it's going to events with you, uh, whether it's helping review your documents. That's a success team. People who are in a success team cut their job search in half. Now, I would, I would think, too, if you're in a job and you're thinking about a career change, although this is not usually uh, something that's uh, done in that environment, but it would seem to me somebody that's uh, a little bit more creative could create a success team with other people like them, not in the same company, uh, to provide the same kind of support as they're moving on to the next chapter in their life. Absolutely. Most of us who've been around a while have a small group of colleagues we meet with periodically to get feedback, advice, and encouragement. It's extremely important to do. As you know, today, uh, jobs come and go. Your companies have minimal loyalty to you. It's extremely important for continuity in your career and in your life to have a small group of colleagues that you can talk with periodically. And, you know, who has mentored you over the years? That's an interesting question. 
I'm so fascinated and committed to mentoring because I lacked it. For most of my life, I've been kind of self-created and wandered quite a bit. Uh, I did not have mentors uh, through most of my career. I had people who would put me in interesting positions. But in terms of getting feedback or mentoring, I lacked it. So that's why I'm so committed to providing it for other people. What energizes you? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I'm energized at the moment by our difficulty in figuring out where we're going as a nation, where we're going with the whole world of work, and how people adapt to that. Many people are in high anxiety and don't know how to proceed. And it's exciting to me when I see somebody develop a strategy, and it doesn't matter if the strategy changes, but they get on their own agenda, they have some goals, and they start acting. Who are the happiest people you've ever met? Wow. That, that's a hard question. Um, they typically, and in all different kinds of fields, they typically like what they're doing and do it well. I can go back to carpenters I've worked with, I can go back to people who have taught at the university. I can go back to people who have managed vineyards up in Potter Valley. Um, They are typically happiest when they are embedded in a community. And that community can be a physical community of houses and the rest. It can be a professional community. It can be a network. But people are happiest when they're exercising their talents and they're embedded in some kind of social community. Based on all your experience, real quick, what's the one thing you would share with other people on moving forward with their life? Take charge. Dan, thank you very much uh, for your time today. You've been a great mentor for me over the years, uh, and I'm sure for many others that are listening today. Uh, This is Tom Laurie. You've been listening to The Mentors. We've been talking to Dan Rink, career coach with 20 years of experience who's helped over thousands of people. You can listen to the show again on TheMentorsRadio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Until next week, on behalf of Rick Brutico, I am Tom Laurie urging you to be all you can be and to keep the candle lit for those who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.